Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Bruh. New York strip steak? Ooh. This is the Basketball Buds. Braised beef short ribs? Dang! With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. We gotta leave that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show. It's Monday morning. It's Basket Buds time. We got a packed show today. Joel Embiid disrespected. Denver and Jokic's defense in question. LeBron James foul controversy. Uh, J. King's King's Minute. Can't wait for that one. Also the dumbest minute in podcast sports. Uh, that's our show with us. J. King's, Trayvon Edwards, Dave Dufour. I'm not Zach Harper. I'm Mo DeKeel, but let's jump right to it, guys. Did you see Joel Embiid just completely destroy the Denver Nuggets yesterday? And afterwards, in his post-game press conference, he made a comment about being disrespected. I mean... I keep getting disrespected and it's cool. I'm just going to try to keep helping my team, uh, my team, you know, win games, uh, you know, try to get us the number one seed. And then in the playoffs, you know, all I ask is, you know, no freak injuries. And, you know, I think, I think I'm due for, for a big run. So, and my team too. So, you know, we got a lot of guys, you know, James, you know, he's been there. So I think, like I said, I think we got a chance and, you know, we just got to keep getting better. Didn't, was not voted as an all-star starter this year. And on top of that, has been finishing second in MVP the past two years. Feels a lot of disrespect. Fellas, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I think rightfully he feels disrespected. What? Yes. Joel Embiid is second in on, MVP man. vote. I, no, what? this season, man, like the all-star stuff. The, Joel Embiid is, is, I mean, if he's not the best player in, in the East, he's the second best player behind Jason Tatum, right? Or maybe third behind Kevin Durant. It's pretty Or maybe close, fourth right? behind Giannis. Like, it's, it's crazy honest, at the top, right? It depends honestly, on the week. Though, <laughs> honestly, I feel like he's the most dominant player in the league currently at this moment. Um, as far as the votes, I mean, all this stuff is a popularity contest. You want, you really want to, you really want to beat these guys out? Win. 
That's right. point point blank period at this end of the day. You know what I mean? Like, and I know, yes, Jokic ain't won nothing either. Um, but to an extent, you know, every time you match up, you need to go at that guy. You know what I'm saying? And 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 prove it and make it a proven and point. He did. And he did. <laughs> he he most definitely did And he delivered, points. but unfortunately, how the schedule set up, it doesn't show that early. Um and both of these guys are, you know, very, very damn good at their respective positions. I mean, if Joker, I mean, if uh, Embiid was a power forward or I don't know, it's front court because we don't even really give them the center whole position thing anymore. But, um, yeah, I, I think it, it goes with the numbers and it goes with the wins. And and, and overall, it's just not individual performances and, and to an extent. You know what I'm saying? Like you, win shares are a part of that, a huge part of that. So um, go ahead. I honestly think he just got screwed by the NBA when they made Jason Tatum a forward. Like yeah. I think of him more as a two guard anyways. And I feel like that's more the position he plays. Jay, you could jump in and tell me that, but I feel like once they did that, somebody worthy of <laughs> was going to miss out. Right. We had four, four guys for three spots. You know, I, if I had a vote and trust me, nobody cares if I have a vote and I probably shouldn't in life. Um, but, yes, you should Mo. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jay, Dave. But I would have I would have picked Embiid over KD just on the pure fact of I don't even know if KD is going to be healthy by the All-Star game. That would have just been my my preference and it would have been an easy out. But the NBA screwed him and screwed kind of all the voters. Like you had to pick. And I don't think there's a, a real thing of like, man, like this is disrespect. Like, okay, you're four. Out of, I, don't you know, see, I don't see KD missing this game, by the way. Okay, that's yeah. great. I'd I love. I don't what? see him missing that game. But if something did not heal as supposed to be, Embiid would be that guy. Yeah, I mean, we, Embiid will get stupid, elevated to it. What's right? stupid if, is we do that for positions, and then there's no center on the team, and Embiid's coming off the bench. It's like if we're gonna go with positions, go with positions. If we're not, then just put the five best players in there. To, to me, Tatum actually had like a really healthy uh, perspective about this. In the first, after the first returns of voting, he was in fourth place and got asked about it, and it was kind of like, "Yeah, I mean, it's going to be really tough for me to make this because it's it's Embiid, Giannis, and Durant, and and so to him, like it wouldn't have been disrespect finishing fourth because all those guys are MVP candidates, all those guys are MVP caliber this season, and." I, just, I don't think there's any disrespect for Embiid. I think everyone thinks he's a monster. And I mean, no, it's not want, disrespect. They, people just forget sometimes. I, I just forgot about Giannis like five wanted, minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to get to the, 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 you made a great point about the center position because we do that for the all NBA. You yeah. have to have centers. And then so like the all-star game, we don't. And it's like, I wish there was more. Well, this kind is of where a little bit synergy. of nuance there. I understand they wanted to go front court, back court, but if they just did guard, wing, big, which I understand is, you know, that's how we talk about it and not necessarily how the public talks about it. But if you did that, then you would, you would kind of solve this problem. Um, but then it's like Giannis is a big or he, is he a wing? I, I th to me, he'd be I a think, big. I so Giannis real, may be the starter anyway. I think the real argument is going to be all NBA. This all-star oh, stuff, gonna be yeah. very, very fluff. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, LeBron James is scoring 40 in the past couple of games. And you guess what? The Lakers are still at the bottom. So this league is very tough and we don't give an, I don't think we give it enough credit. You know what I mean? Because all these guys really can go in their respective ways and they do so much for their teams that you can 
anybody can throw their hat in and say that. And that's the reason why I had that conversation about, do we really have one guy separating itself from the pack? No, because night in, night out, someone can have a night. And we kind of like teed this up to a point where we were like, oh, Jokic. And, you know, and I, and I mentioned that last week as far as you can't say that Jokic is a clear runaway with this because you see a, a performance like what Embiid just had or you see a performance that Tatum just had or LeBron just had or Kevin Durant. And the list goes on because we have so many great talents in this league that it's just not a dominant situation of how we looked at Michael Jordan and a Charles right. Barkley or a Carl Malone, like he was flat out better than or most LeBron of the people he lined everybody up. Else too, yeah, yeah. Well, this I mean, is, it's just it's just a product of how good the league is, right? Right. Yeah. Like the fact is, like we're not struggling to find fifteen guys for all NBA. We're struggling to just pick fifteen guys. We could do a fourth team and be like, God, that's you know, like there are so many guys for those spots. And I just think the funny thing to me is the disrespect part because I want to get back to that. Because I know Jay has something here for that, but so like, I, just just go, go Jay, go. No, so to me, like, it's not disrespect that you finished second in, in MVP voting. It's not disrespect that you finished a very close fourth to three it's of respect. the best players it's of the, the generation. It's the complete opposite. Right? It's like, the complete opposite. But but I think the way he sees it is that he doesn't put himself on the same level as Jokic. He thinks he's better than Jokic, and he thinks. The last two MVPs that went to Jokic should be his, and and I understand that. And as a competitor, that's probably how you should feel. Um, and it, it felt like that the way he played against Denver. That hey, was, hey, you know, what he was out to. He was out to send a message. He was out to to show the world, and 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 that's fun, you know. Like like I don't think it was disrespect. It's absolutely not disrespect, but for him to take it that way and then go out and just destroy Jokic and score 47 and hit the three and do the MJ shrug. And there was nothing Jokic could do with him. And it was, it was pretty bad. (laughs) To be fair, last year's was his. He just got hurt. Yeah. You could you can argue it. No, the, the, for sure. I think the biggest thing he was for Jokic killing. is injuries. Agreed. Yeah, he, he always been great. he always killing and Jokic then he get is hurt. Unreal. Yeah, like, Jokic just plays every game and he puts up yep. the, the video game numbers. And, and so to me, like I think that this there there's some nuance here to the MVP conversation that can get lost because Jokic's numbers are so incredible. Like they are really he's in a level by himself. It's you know, the numbers that he puts up and they are winning, right? So to me, Jokic is he's the favorite right now. Like to to wind up as MVP. They're the best team in the West. He's putting up these kind of numbers. But then when you look at what Embiid is doing, I mean, 34 points a game right now, guys. That's it's ridiculous. The, the, They're 20 and four in their last 20 or, or some shit like that. Nine and one in their last 10. Like this team is pretty good. They're gonna be second. I think they're gonna wind up probably second uh in the East. Uh, he's going to be in the MVP mix. And, and that's when the new, I think you've got to go. It can't just be raw numbers. If it was, you'd say, well, look at how, look at how Embiid scores. Look at how he rebounds. And I think the defensive end with Embiid is really what matters. Now he's, he waxes and wanes there, but when he turns it up, man, that guy is one of the top three big men defenders in the league. When he ratchets it up, it's just that we don't see it as much in the regular season. I I'm actually happy he didn't win the last two MVPs because we got this yesterday. 
because there was the animosity <laughs> it was there. It was You could sense it in the way he came out in that game. And he dominated, especially in the fourth quarter. They were losing. It looked like he was going to have a great game and they were going to lose. And he took over in the fourth quarter. And you said, Dave, he scored in every way possible. Picking pops, rolling to the rim for dunks, popping for threes, knocking down shots. Like It was impressive across the board, everything he did in this game. And I just think when you're watching it, it's it's fun. And I think this is the stuff there. I don't think he's disrespect. I'm with Trey. It's 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 respect in that sense. You know, where Zach says it all the time when he does power rankings, right? Teams people get upset about where their teams are ranked. And he's like, I picked you third out of 30. Like it's, you know, it's or second in this case for Embiid. Like it's pretty wild in that sense. And you can go either way. And, and I don't want this Jokic versus Embiid debate, but like I just think when you're Looking at him is just phenomenal. And and I just think the perceived disrespect is something players just have to do to motivate themselves sometimes. It's in, it's in crazy. It's crazy watching Embiid play because he really does a lot of the time, as big as he is, as powerful as he is, a lot of the time he plays like a wing. Like he's he's just ISOed at the top of the key at the elbow. And, it's and they they just let him go. And and to see a guy that size do all that stuff that that you're typically associating with like a 6667 six, player. It's insane. It's insane. Like the step back 3 off the dribble for a 72 300 pounder? Like what the hell are you supposed to do with that? <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. That that's the funniest stuff. Like remember when he just started hitting the mid-ranger? He just yeah, out like of nowhere he was ago, like, right. yeah, I can just I can just hit this shot from the elbow from the nail all day long. And then his passing improved when the double teams came. I mean, this guy is for for as little basketball as he's played compared to compared to his peers, right? His he seems to still be learning, right? And, and he is playing at an MVP level, and it seems like he does get better every single year. I, I don't know, man. Philly's run that they're on is because of Joel Embiid. I oh, don't the- love when he flails. I don't love when he flops. Again, like I mentioned earlier, he's the most dominant outside of Giannis. It, you just can't stop it. Um, as a fan of basketball, I would love for those two to defend each other up and down the court, but that's not how this shit works anymore. Um, you put the best defender. I've seen P.J. Garden Jokic, and he received boos, by the way. Welcome to Philadelphia, P.J. Tucker. <laughs> this will not be your first boo night. <laughs> well, it should it should have been, like, uh, how many home games they played? A few yeah, weeks ago, booed for a while, man. Eagles, Eagles are running, running out games. There doing they, they're distracted. Eagles are in the conference championship. <laughs> all of that they've been distracted. Yeah, he's, he's he's yelling, keep that same energy, and he has no clue that the first seed Sixers were getting booed. So this isn't new. You know what I mean? Like him and Jim Harden will be. They're going to receive some if they don't get the job done. That's all Philly cares about. Bring one home. Yeah, I, 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 also for for Philly, man, I, I think. Harden and what he's been doing in fourth quarters has been huge. And it allows, it just allows Embiid to be fresh. You know, Harden kind of coasts a little bit. It was, it was a little bit like the Nets when he was there last year where he coasts a little bit. Then he picks it up and he's just playing so under control. And Philly, it, it, look, if they can upgrade the PJ Tucker spot, which I think they can just internally, PJ like if they just Tucker's play their. really good. No, he was good. He, listen. He mattered for them down the stretch with his defense on Jokic. And that's all they needed. But that's sometimes that's all you're going to need in that instance. Like him being able to switch Embiid off of Jokic and put Tucker there and then make Jokic's night more difficult 
is what you need from Tucker in that sense. And that's a luxury there. Like, I don't think they need to replace him that much. I think the key for them is going to be when Maxie and Harden are on the floor together. And I love that Maxie's coming off the bench. But when they're on the floor together, that front, that backcourt defensively is scary. And I don't mean Guess that. Guess what, pals? Yeah, that's, Guess that's what, true. pals? I, I don't trust them. I'm sorry. So Nobody I'm does. Gonna, How could yeah. you? Never, I'm never going to trust the Doc Rivers last squad. Shout out to Doc Rivers, though. I'm, start, I'm um, starting to believe. I'm starting to believe. Oh, no. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Oh, you already well, this is like your it's a mistake, I know I'm going to regret it. I know I'm going to regret it. I got nothing against the Sixers. I think the Sixers are fun to watch at times. You know what I mean? Uh, minivans out there shooting the ball well. You know what I mean? Tobias. I mean, you can go down the line. Like I said, James has answered the response to the fans. Everybody was calling him washed. Uh, me included. Because I just didn't know <laughs> yeah. what to expect. You know what I'm saying? Shocking, so I can't, right? I can't even. I can't even front. We gotta, look, we got to stop apologizing when guys play bad. Like I'm. I mean, it's not my fault that he played like a, a guy who had been, you know, like had been missing pickup games for six months, much less NBA games. Like he was playing like trash. We we that's our job. We watch these guys play like trash. I got to tell you, he's playing like trash. Although, I, just wanted, that was I, just, I just wanted to use. I just wanted to use the the the, the Shaq meme and say, you know, like. My bad. I wasn't familiar with the game. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we know what James Harden is capable of doing. Yeah. It, I think I think any any player that has played at an elite level that have been the most valuable player of the league, you have certain expectations. And, the, and the clock is ticking. So again, Russell Westbrook is not a trash basketball player. It's just the expectations of how we've seen him at his highest point, and the same thing with James Harden, seeing them at their highest point, and what is next. So you get flashes of it, and it's like, is he done? Is he not? Is he converting to his new role? And he's showing up. So, again, we'll see. I still don't trust him. I, I mean, I like Boston out of the East still just because, you know, top to bottom, and I don't know if I just teed up something for Boston. But, um, yeah, that you know, they, they're they still a team to beat to come out of the East to me. There's a, there's, the, Trey, there's a bunch of reasons to not trust them. Doc Rivers, James Harden's playoff record. And Bede always gets a freak injury during the playoffs. Like, there's a million reasons to DJ not DJ Tucker's not going to shoot. You, I just have, knocked on wood for Philly. Philly. You know, but, like, you have so many weird, weird things in that instance. So, it's like, you know, like, it's you can't trust them. We've seen them be dominant in the regular that, season and fall If they won the title, said, if they won the title shooting 40 free throws a game, God, man, that would just be miserable for all of them. <laughs> That's they are different this year though. Like, and and their starting lineup, the size can just be overwhelming. Like, Melton is their shortest player, their smallest player in the starting lineup, and he's they effective. are just immense. Really they're enormous. They're versatile, and and they lose nothing offensively pretty much when they go to that unit because Harden and Embiid are just awesome, and Harden is probably. People haven't even talked about Harden at all this season. He's quietly just diming everybody up, having a really effective season, and and at a higher level than he was last season for Philadelphia. So I, I'm starting to believe. And then you bring Maxi off the bench. So th this is different, and, and and that's part of the reason the Jokic and Bead thing is fun too, for various reasons. All of them perfectly legitimate. Those guys have been bounced out of the playoffs early sometimes. I know Jokic had one run to the Western Conference Finals, but there are no more excuses for these guys. 
like the supporting casts are there they are better and so it's going to be really fun to see whether they're able to kind of overcome some of those demons Jokic has been amazing in the playoffs Embiid has had times when he's been amazing in the playoffs but but there there are no more excuses for those guys and we're going to see more from them at that time and be able to judge them properly because they actually have guys around them now if if this was the finals matchup like if we get Denver Philly who would you choose today? That'd be I'd, that'd be fun. I'd, that'd be um, a lot of fun. That I'm, would I'm be fun, going, right? I'm probably going Philly. Yeah, same, because I I just trust. Yeah, I, probably I trust too. their defense a little bit more. You know what's funnier though? We've done this entire segment, and we're about to move on, and not once did we utter the name Tobias Harris. I did. Well, that. I did, Trey I did. missed that. that. Sorry, Trey I missed did. it. Shooting Sorry. well, but that's okay. Well, but, but that, that was all we said, that it was that he was shooting well. One sp- split sentence, and yeah. I think that's kind of an important, like he's a, he's an important piece. He had a big third quarter mm-hmm. in that game against Denver that got them going after he no-showed in the first half, and I think that's an important thing. But speaking of disrespect. Today's show is brought to you by Chime. Visit chime.com slash NBA show for more information. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Is it checking up on your credit score? Yeah, I didn't think so. Well, at Chime, that's exactly what they do for you. With their secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card, you can start to build credit with your own money. Chime reports your payments to credit bureaus to help you build credit over time. Their members see an increase of 30 points on average. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. So start your credit journey with Chime. Sign up. Only takes two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash NBA show. That's Chime.com slash NBA show. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by Stride Bank in a pursuant to a license from Visa USA Chime checking account and $200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply for the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. Regular on-time payment history can have a positive impact on your credit score. Impact to score may vary and some user scores may not improve. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply except at MoneyPass ATMs in a 7-Eleven or any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Rocket Money. Visit rocketmoney.com slash NBA show for more information. Did you guys know that the average person has like 12 paid subscriptions? Think about that. If you think you've only subscribed to a handful of services, you might want to go and double check. With Rocket Money, you can quickly identify and cancel all your unwanted subscriptions. Like, you know that streaming service you got just to watch that one TV show but you haven't used again? Well, with Rocket Money, you can cancel it very easily. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they've just completely forgotten about. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify the subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. Simply find the subscriptions you don't want and press cancel. Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions, and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash NBA show. That's rocketmoney.com slash NBA show. Rocketmoney.com slash NBA show. I'm going to disrespect Denver's defense, which has improved and everything that's gone with that. I do not buy this team anymore. I'm, I'm, I oh, do not out? buy this team's defense. Wow. I can't, you, I can't. Why were you ever buying it? I wasn't buying their defense as much as I just thought like, okay, they just need to be okay enough defensively and it'll survive. 
I can't anymore. This is really too difficult. And just watching, was and it I'm just sorry. because of Jokic? Was it all because of how Jokic got just destroyed by Embiid? But it's not. This isn't the only game I've seen Jokic get destroyed. This was his primary matchup. But I've seen other games like against the Lakers where he gets switched on to LeBron, and then it's go time. You know, and there's there's problems there. Like this is stuff that he's gonna have to face throughout the Expose entire Expose him. And I think this is going to be, like everybody keeps telling us how great he is, how much better he is defensively, and all the numbers and things like that. It's true. He's gotten much better as a help rotation guy. He's there in position. He does a good job at the rim. But when he gets pulled out of the perimeter, it's a problem. And that's going to be a problem for them in the playoffs. And I'm just pretty much just out right now. Because I don't think there's an... When you're playing him, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr., there's not enough things that Aaron Gordon, KCP, or Bruce Brown could do defensively. That's a New York City turnstile, buddy. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is, man. Easy pass at the end of the day. I've never been on that type of train. I know Jokic could do it all on the offensive end. Cool, he can wall up and be a a big loaf of bread for some in the post. But at the end of the day, if you got the luxury to expose him, do it every single time. I I actually think I mean, in a regular season setting, yes, Jokic can look really bad. Um, in a playoff setting, we've seen him. The Warriors just kind of trampled all over them, um, partly because of his limitations defensively. This roster actually has more answers than they've had in the past. And the, Still ain't the, enough. The athleticism they can go to with Aaron Gordon, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Jeff Green there's just Bruce Brown, Christian Brown. There's just a lot of guys that, that they can go to with athleticism. Uh, and again, like I said, that's part of the reason why this is fun. We're going to see if Jokic is good enough defensively in the highest leverage moments because the Nugget, the, the West is wide open. It is wide open right now. The Nuggets have, to me, as good a chance as anyone but only if he can hold up. Can he hold up against John ja Morant coming downhill? Can he hold up against Stephen Curry coming around screens? Can he hold up against all of that to an extent that then his otherworldly offense can carry them to a, a series win? That's the fun stuff, man. I'm glad you said, can they hold up in the highest leverage moments, Jay? Because I have noticed this year, my eye test, that Denver does turn it up late they in do. games. And by the way, the numbers back it up. They are third in clutch defensive rating. They have a 96.1 defensive rating in clutch situations. That is a, that's a huge difference for them. The ability to crank it up a notch. And they have done this and turned the freaking water off to a lot of teams late in games when it's close. And when they, you've they, got they, a they, guy they, like they, Jokic they, who's a closer on offense, tell the me rest of the guys have to pick him up on defense. Tell me or who's this Houston. The defensive All right. Okay. But the record, but the record. Jalen Green's a defensive stop. Listen, they're 15 and 9 in in games that that have clutch, you know, situations, uh, which is a, a was a five-point lead or less in five minutes yeah. uh, or less. Um, I mean, this is this is a team, it's a good team. Like we know that. They're number one in the West for a reason. I do think that, yes, their defense, if you're if you're thinking about the whole game, which we do. Yeah, that defense should be better. Uh, the, the floor should be higher. I think they need to be like a top 10 defense. But what really does matter, and, and we'll see how it translates to the playoffs because maybe they can turn it up for whole games. I just, I worry about that. 
But what does matter is that end of games, they do seem to find that extra gear, Mo. And like a lot of it is Jokic playing differently. He plays more drop late. Like he's at the basket more. He's a little bit more physical. It's when they're doing that stuff where they have him blitzing and, and rushing, which is great for because he's got amazing hands. I think that maybe they should twi- switch to a little bit more of a traditional defense. I'm going to, one, I'm going to push back on all that. And, and, and mainly Jay saying, like in the regular season, yeah, he can look bad. No, the regular season is when he gets to hide and be propped up because on but, some nights he's hold on, on some nights good. he's playing, but some nights he's playing Houston. Some nights it's it's clutch no, no, defense no, no, no. against Portland, who's also right. bad. With, with like, that, it's I, not like I wasn't saying I wasn't saying that he looks good in the playoff. That, that, that was but, but, not but my but, intention but, at all. He, yeah. <laughs> he's been you, ruined by Phoenix. He got ruined last year by Golden State. The what I was trying to say is they have more solutions this year to try to hide him and to to try to get around that issue. But we've seen but we've seen enough NBA playoffs to know you can't hide guys anymore. You can't. The way they go and I I actually hate the way some teams do it, but all the matchup hunting that teams do, they will set screen. Okay, he pre-switched. Okay, now your guy is going to come up. They will run, they will burn clock until they get the switch they want and that's Jokic versus Ja or Curry or you know CP or or, or Booker or whoever they end up playing. Like, that's the challenges that they have to figure out. And I'm sorry, like, he's improved defensively. I'll, I'll, I'll give all that up. He's not improved in that area to the point where you can, I can feel confident enough. And the funny thing is, the West is so screwed up, they can make it to the Western Conference Finals, and I still won't believe because of that sort of situation. And that's what sort of the, this is what makes a season insane, but I just can't buy into it. And then this was a straight one-on-one matchup, and he got cooked. And it wasn't, and, and, and luckily, I don't think there's a big man like uh, Embiid in the West that he would really have to face. Like, yeah, Andre Ayton ain't doing that or anything like that. That's the, the, the thing. Well, for especially them, not but, that can hold up on the other end. That's the thing. Like, I mean, Embiid is. Mo that always game has to take shots game. at DeAndre Ayton. He got always. To. <laughs> <laughs> He's that guy? He's that guy, Jay? I mean, no, no he is not that guy. If okay. you're, you're not player that guy. to throw darts at, that might be the one, right? Like, I mean, you know. It, it, He's the only guy who physically could could potentially match up with Jokic, I think, in, in the West. And I don't. That's not even a matchup for Jokic. You know, he did probably- Jokic hell that one series, though. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be it'll be. It's. I'm just so I'm fascinated by this team. And the other thing too is Jamal Murray's a problem defensively. Like when you're pick and roll down the stretch, when you're going at them, it's cool. I'm gonna run, make sure I have a pick and roll where Jamal Murray and Jokic have to defend. Good luck. Good luck with that. And I think that's the, those are going to be the answers. They, they have all the stuff behind them on the weak side and the rotations and I, all the pickups and things like that. Just the more I watch them, the more I look at that defense, and I'm just like, and I know it's improving, so it's insane, but I don't trust it come playoff time. And that's but just kind of the disrespect I have. Is their offense going to be good enough where it doesn't matter? Because that that's possible too, where, well, where they just absolutely torch whoever it is and Jokic is picking you apart and Murray gets to the level – where he looks, he's, he's been looking he's so 30. good. It feels like week after week he looks stronger. And then Michael Porter Jr. is just nailing jump shots, no matter how tough they are. Like there's We've there's a it. lot that you have to handle against them too. For, for sure, they and that's that's probably their best defense is their offense. But we've just seen it time and time again. Like it's probably good in the first round. We're probably going to see him do that and cook them with the offense and things like that. The deeper you go, it's the defense that matters. At the end of the day, you know, you saw it last year with Boston's defense. You, you know, it's it's going to come down to more of that stuff. And I think that's my concern for this team in the playoffs. Like, 
as they get further. Trey called him out from the beginning of the year. This is the year. No more excuses. And he's right. And this is going to be an interesting uh, view to how we get there. No, he's going to hoist the trophy and you're going to say, they're not supposed to win. They never. <laughs> I never said they was going to win. But Jokic gets his third MVP and we're going about our business and then we watch a champion <laughs> that we're going to forget about. And yeah, that's it. It sucks. Let's hold these people accountable, man. I mean, no more. Is MVP look? Is the MVP is a regular season award? Has it just uh, you just don't care about it at all anymore, Trey? Nah, you have to. I mean, listen, I can't act like I'm the not the Michael an Jordan MVP trophy. Yeah, but is I that can't who they named like after? Yeah, yeah, they named after MJ. I can't pretend like expectations aren't set, and like I don't want expectations to be set, right? Right. To a point met, I mean, not set, but met to my expectations, right? When you look at it. If I'm looking at the MVP, I want the most dominant player hoisting that trophy. I want the player that's going to finish the job. You know what I'm saying? Even right. though basketball is a point where it's a it's a team sport, if you're dominant and you've proven that you're dominant, I don't like the idea that, oh, I got hurt and now my team loses a bunch of games. Cool. Of course. That's why I make the big bucks. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm an all-star every year. I think it should be a little bit more of like, how far can you take us? You know what I'm saying? Because right. like, that's the thing. I don't want to get 57 wins, 63 wins, and then we get housed the first round. And now what? I got a trophy. That's empty. And I don't want to come back around and say, oh, he's the best player. No, because the best player hells holds up the trophy. So so who are you arguing for right now? Um, I'm not arguing for any. I mean, my thing is, it's just this, right? Although I want the Nuggets to surpass this normalcy, although I want I, I see Jokic running away with his third MVP, I just expect more from him. He doesn't have to meet our expectations because media sets up expectations, unrealistic ex expectations, because again, if Jokic won his first one, we're going to be like, cool, he won his first one. We're going to write the story about it. The second one, can he do it again? There's never going to be that real happiness of it. And that's what I'm trying to say is kind of like, it doesn't matter what we think, but as a basketball fan and to be considered one of the greats, like I'd never disrespect Charles Barkley because I know what Charles Barkley really did out there. You know right. what I'm saying? And he made it to the finals. Jokic got to make it to the finals personally for me, but he doesn't have to make it for himself because he's going to the Hall of Fame regardless. Like the resume speaks for itself. But as a basketball fan, I just want guys to do more. Like I see free Bat Bradley Bill. I see free Damian <laughs> Lillard. Like it's a choice. It's a choice. These dudes are going to individually moonwalk into the Hall of Fame. But well, as a franchise... I don't but, know if Bradley Beal is going to get in the Hall of Fame. No, 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 no. I'm yeah. not saying that, but I'm just talking you. about like Damian Lillard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he could say all he want, like, yo, don't put me in talks with the trades or I don't make this front office stuff. But you're people have to put people with you to make this thing work. Right. Now, winning matters. Yeah. Now, if you never win again, I'm not going to be mad at you personally. It was a choice. You chose the money over the winning. But again, these expectations that I have for these players, I just want them to be the best version of themselves. You know what I'm saying? But, like, Yoshi's going to have like a million horses when he's done. And we're never going to see this dude again. No. I'm never going to see amazing. this dude again. Guys, uh, let me care? ask you this. Just quickly before we move on, what do the Nuggets need to do for you? If he wins this MVP, 
What do they need to do? Do they need to win the title? Do they make it to the finals? Or is Western Conference finals enough? Like final four no, appearance first of is all, not enough? No, first of all, they need to win the West. That's it. Okay. No, okay. this year, that's why I said win or bust. They need to win the West. They got needs, right? They went and got the KCPs and the, the backup point guards. It was Ish Smith or whoever it was to get all this stuff, right? And now they're shopping Bones Highlands, which I think is very dumb, but whatever. Um, and if they make it to the Western Conference Finals and they win and they get to the finals, I say that's that's a start. That's like, okay, you shut me up. But to be okay with just second round, getting to the Western Finals and getting bounced by the Clippers or the Mavericks or whatever team you want to throw in there, the Grizzlies, that's a, that's a wasted year. That's yeah. a wasted year. Shouts to the Kings. Uh, the Kings. Yeah. Hey, but, but all I'm saying is it's a wasted year to me, Dave. Okay. So the final, it's finals no or bust. And, and I honestly, man, like, look, winning is a part of greatness. Like, we don't, we hold uh, Bill Russell to a higher degree of uh, respect than Wilt Chamberlain because he won. I mean, Bill Russell comes up all the time. Wilt comes up because he had some crazy stats. And I'm not saying Jokic is modern Wilt Chamberlain at all. That's not what I'm saying. But to a certain degree, you have to win to separate yourself and, and become like, one of the all-timers. And I think this I'll guy has I'll, I'll tell a chance you this. to be a top 20 guy ever. I'll tell he, you this. His resume if, is If Embiid makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals and Jokic loses in the second round, do you know who I'm talking about? Who? Oh. Jokic. I mean, not, not Jokic. Well, Embiid. I thought, I thought, playing, I thought so, yeah, we were No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. But I'm just saying, I'm going right. to literally say, stop comparing these dudes. MVP yeah, or not. It, all right. So before we get to our next topic, we're going to do a quick ad, and then we're going to talk about LeBron not getting calls. So, Jay, you, I'm assuming, were at the Boston Laker game the other night. What an insane, insane ending. Let's just, let's Truly just, Truly insane. Just, or, 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 there's no question. LeBron was absolutely fouled on that last 100%, play. No 100%. question about the it. The referee crew said it right after the game. That never yeah, happened. They're yeah, like, yeah, you never see this. The guy was like, nope, we missed it. Acknowledge a mistake after. They go like, hey, that's our bad. We they messed did up. right away. No question about it. But this has been an ongoing thing for the Lakers in terms of just, I don't know. After, it feels like after every game, LeBron is complaining that he's not getting calls. Okay. You hey, were there up close. Trey, you got it. You look like you're ready to roll. Go, Trey. Like I it. was going. Listen, because I don't want to hear that, man. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to hear this agenda by Laker Nation. Shout out to Laker Nation again. LeBron's playing like a madman. You know, I complained about his 98 rating on 2K. He's he's shutting me up. Cool, right? <laughs> Whatever. But but Steph Curry's dealt with this problem. A couple other guys have dealt with this problem. It happens. It happens. It didn't cost the game. Like, this is the thing. It didn't, like, decide the game. They still had to play overtime. Patrick Beverly missed free throws. They were up eight at one point. There's so many different scenarios to this that could have decided this game different ways. But we're talking about this one play. This one play. What if LeBron gets the call and he misses both free throws? What are we doing right now? And I understand, yes, the officiation has been missing calls all year. We've been saying it all year, fans, media, players. Look, officiation has been bad and questionable this year. People have been getting fined, fined, giving free money away at this point. But let's not act like this is the first time it happened. LeBron, 
Very dramatic to fall to your knees, brother. You got a lot of basketball to play. That like was that so segment. That segment was great. Listen, he he acted like he saw somebody pass away right in front of him. <laughs> I loved like, it. Like that that was a movie scene where where he just watched his loved one get mowed down. And <laughs> I gotta say, guys, let, let, I'm gonna be upfront. I was rooting for the Lakers in overtime because I loved LeBron's reaction to being fouled and wanting to win. I loved that shit. I, I mean, it was. It was over the top, but it was, I thought it was real. Like, that was real in the moment. That was how he felt. Like, and I, I mean, we've all been screwed out of something and, and like kind of felt that way. I felt it with him and I was rooting for it. This Lakers team is kind of scrappy. They're not really good, but they're, they're fighting and they're in these games. Darvin Ham is like, got these guys going at it and he's incredible at challenges. Uh, but man, like, I was rooting for LeBron and the Lakers in overtime because of that passion. I love Dave, it. It wasn't manufactured. Dave, you know what it was the refs real. did? You know what the refs did? By not calling that Tatum foul, they made us care about the Lakers Celtics. They did. Yes, they did. <laughs> for a split booking. second. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like amazing. it was almost like somebody hit the button at Buffalo Wild Wings and said, "Hey, rival week." <laughs> no, rival in, week. Man. It was awesome. Because I haven't cared about that matchup. First of all, I haven't cared about that matchup since Kobe versus the big three. I'm going to be honest. Like, I don't look at it like that. The Celtics normally do what they do and beat on them boys. They come to L.A. <laughs> yeah. and they do their thing. It don't feel like winning time. There was, a, there was a crazy game with Jeremy Lin one year, the though. There was a crazy game with Jeremy Lin versus Isaiah Thomas. You see how you see how that sound? That doesn't even I sound mean, real. I, I, I knew you you'd like always, that. You can always count on Jay to just ruin it. It's no, always that, amazing. That sounded like that sounded like some multiverse stuff. That sounded like some multiverse stuff. Like who played who? Like was Isaiah Thomas a Laker at that time? Was he a Celtic yes. at that time? Was NBA champion Jeremy Lin a Toronto Raptor at that time? Like, don't forget the Chris Clemens know. game. Like it's oh, so it's man. so nuts. But like again, when that happened, because I the craziest thing about it, I got a text. I wasn't even watching the game yet. I got a text saying Patrick Beverly. That's all they said. Right. Patrick Beverly. It, it, <laughs> it wasn't a camera. Last night? Did he get no, drug tested last night? I want to know. I don't know. But it wasn't the camera. It was him getting ready to shoot. I turned it on. He's getting ready to shoot the free throw. He had 14 points. So I'm like, oh, he's scoring. Makes one. No, he misses. Misses. Makes one. And I'm looking like, so I'm like, okay. All right, I'm I'm locked in. I'm locked in. This is a close one here. And then I'm looking at this whole series. Braun drives hard. Cool. No foul. Bong. He does the shit. Goes through all this hoopla. You know, and it's so bad. That shit was so bad that Charles Smith put up his own clip. <laughs> that's crazy. When Charles Smith pulling up the Bulls clip, that's it was, nuts. It was, I mean, again, no question about it. But just the larger picture, like, I don't think there's a greater conspiracy and the Lakers aren't getting calls. And it's a bad of conspiracy. If, that's if there a conspiracy, was a conspiracy, it would be for the, the Lakers agenda. to win and for LeBron to win. Yeah. Right. It would be, that's all it would be. The Lakers, would, the Lakers have been a part of so many real conspiracies that have been in their favor. I mean, like Anthony Davis in the entire saga of getting him to the Lakers is a conspiracy. Right. And, and that happened. Uh, every conspiracy that would, someone would, with the NBA would come up with would be a pro Laker conspiracy. Nobody's out here uh, trying to like get, um... <laughs> they'll come at you for the Chris Paul, the Chris Paul trade being vetoed. It's, that was it's, it's Rui's, it's, it's Rui's st- I, I'm hey, like 10 we, years old when that happened. We're over the honeymoon phase. Is Rui still a little Kawhi? 
<laughs> oh no. Yo. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's, he's a, not. that's but, just wild. But in the bigger picture, like most I, I understand the Lakers why there's so much frustration there. They think that the refs have cost them four games. And you look at the Western Conference standings, they're in thirteenth right now. If you give them wins in all four of those games, and I'm not saying they would have won all four of those games, but if you give them wins in all four of those games, they would be half a game out of fourth right now. Half a game out of home court advantage. And so the Western Conference standings are so tight, and and every game matters so much right now for that Lakers team. Not just, for, and from LeBron's standpoint, not just to climb the standings now, but also to show the front office we are worthy of going out and trading for a couple players who can really help. And who? And so there's a lot at stake here. There's a lot at stake in all these games. So, I mean, is it Miles Turner? Is this who we're talking about as a guy that's going to be the, the, the dude who, who just signed the extension and can still be traded? Thanks to uh, Trey for educating the group. Yeah, the... appreciate you, Trey. I'm glad you read that article. <laughs> um, I, you know, or, or, like, I, I just don't... What's out there? I don't know. It's got to be internal uh, at this point. Uh, you know, unless they're going to give up... Look, uh, you have to get off Russ's money, right? Um, that's a lot. And of the teams that could potentially take Russ, like who do you think you're going to get? And and are you willing to part with those, the 27 and 29 first round draft picks? That's been the same question we've been asking for, you know, seven or eight months at this point. Uh, what are you willing to do to make this team better? The, the thing is, they're not far off. And, and to push back on the f- lost four games due to officiating, man, that's almost every team. Somewhere between two and four. Trey Kirby, shout out to Trey Kirby. He, he Went through it on Twitter. I think that the Bulls have three games that probably would have switched with the last two-minute report, which would have moved them up the standings too. We can't – we like being pedantic about the refereeing, at, at a certain point it's like you either have to throw out all the refs and start over or uh, you just have to let it go. And, Agree, and but, but that one in. was as bad and as clear it as was it gets. Awful. Like, he got no smacked on the arm on the yeah. final play and should have been at the line to win the game. Uh, why it's can't awful. they just review that? Like, that to me is some of the – that What's is the one of the of most ridiculous uh, things that this league does. Uh, you can – in real time, you can review I mean, every single play. And I don't really want that, but that play in particular seems like – Contact at the basket. There should just be a guy who's like, oh, let me rewind that four seconds. Oh, yep. That hey, that's a foul, guys. I'm I'm actually against it. Just just listen. <laughs> this is the way well, we it need goes. the drama. There's man. gonna be I a lot there of be plays. No replay whatsoever. There's gonna be a yeah, I'm, there's gonna be a lot of plays no that are gonna go the Lakers' way. There's gonna be it's gonna go back and forth. In the end, this is all gonna even itself out and it the way this kind of plays out. And I just think like it hurts and I get it for Laker fans. It's boss. You really want to beat them and all of this stuff and everything like that. And we were robbed and all of that, but I'm not buying this bullshit that there's a conspiracy against the Lakers and LeBron's not getting whistles and this and that and all of that. Like this is not what's happening. And I think it's just the officiating's bad and it's bad in all the games we've watched. It's, I mean, to be honest, and they just, they just blew it. It gave us a magical moment, though, with Patrick Beverly going over and grabbing the camera. Just incredible. I, I have a theory. Thank you, Patrick Beverly. He got a tech. Content. He got a tech for that, and I think that might be the greatest technical ever, ever drawn. Easily, I, easily, I, and and he gave us a meme for twenty twenty three. I really, I was impressed by that. It, it was, it was so creative. 
It was amazing. I have a theory that he wasn't showing the ref the footage of the last play. He was actually showing the footage of his dunk. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see what I just did? I should be the hero, motherfucker. We can't be going to overtime. He played his guts out. He played his guts out. He played his guts out the last few minutes of that game. Hit a big three that put back dunk that I was like, wait, who the hell was that? I thought I, I didn't know if they made a sub or what. It was years. crazy. Three years. <laughs> the and then Mystic Free Throw. One thirty-four years old. And and he hit the oh. big three. Like he had a heck of a game, especially down the stretch. And then <laughs> the camera thing is all anyone will remember. Nobody else all will right. care about anything else he did. What enough <laughs> enough stalling. What enough stalling. <laughs> Jay, are you ready for the Jay Kings minute? I have the timer I, I, here. I don't want to do it this time. I, I don't want to nope, do it. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, no. Nope. This are you is, folding? This is, you no, are I'm not actually folding. proving Zach's point. It's just, it's it just is a, so wrong that day. Zach's not here. Okay, here we day. go. Your your minute starts now. Go. It's just a sad day to do the Kingsman. They've lost three out of four. They got pummeled by Toronto. How do you get pummeled by Toronto? Like, just, just bad. They, they're in a rut right now, and and they're still in third place in the Western Conference. They're still proving all of you guys morons. Demontis Sabonis is still a worthy All Star. He's been ridiculous, by the way. He, the the he's like sort of I, I can't call him like like broke man's Jokic, but but that's sort of what he is, where he's just the hub of everything they do. He probably the best like dribble handoff game outside of Jokic in the league. Just shooters everywhere, and I don't want to do it today. It's it's a bad day to do the Kings minute. I, I just it it's hard 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 to watch this team fall on tough times. But you know what? This is what they used to be all the time. It's it's what they used to be as a franchise as an organization. The fact that. It's now an That's your minute. That, you're done. That's your minute. Is special. Your minute. You're done. You know they, what? They, I talked myself back into it. I, Let's I, go. I'll tell you. The defense, <laughs> the defense is a real issue. Um, they can score yeah. like yeah. crazy. But can they get a stop? And, and it's no. funny because. No. The answer is no. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, I do think that they've done a good job of, uh, you know, maximizing what they had. I mean, getting Herter has been great. Getting Sabonis has been really good for them. Although. I think it's a high floor, low ceiling play. Um, it's the defense, and and this team may not make the playoffs still, right? Like this is this is uh, one of those things where you get these midseason contract extensions, which I think are deserved. But uh, this team okay, is might I'm not make push the back playoffs. On that. They're seventh in net rating. Uh-huh. Like this this is a a team that has played. Like it's not like they're. They're just oh, I'm not saying totally that even in net rating. They, they've bad. lucked their way to 27 yeah. and 21. They are a legitimate. Like, well, they have the they have an incredible offense. I mean, yeah. the offense it just it, they put on points. Uh, you have to score 125 to beat them, but the problem is they regularly give up 125. You, you you have a pretty good chance of scoring 125. That's right, 125 yourself. There you go. So well, a you know, somber J King minute. Hey, they're up to 21st in defense. Just just so you guys know. Twenty mm. first. Uh, you were uh, impressed, and now you've talked. You've talked yourself back stout into it. Now. 
I'm just But saying, I just I can't wait have for Zach to hear this. I can't wait for Zach to hear this. And you mm-hmm. the first half of this not even wanting to do the minute. Because this is the whole point of the J King's thing. It, it is, but but it's crazy because you guys probably thought that me having the Kings minute, I would just talk about how bad they were every week and how wrong I was. And instead, this is like the the second week all season where they've had a bad week. We're making it's you a, do a parade incredible. every week. No, 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 no. We're <laughs> this is just this is just a start. They're on a long road trip, Jay. Long yeah, that, that road is, trip. This is, Already this is, dropped a game to Minnesota. It's a long road trip. It, well, it, this is an important road trip. And and to be fair, they're playing a lot of shitty, shitty teams on this road trip. It, it's Minnesota, San Antonio, Indiana, and then two games against Houston after playing in New Orleans. So this road trip, I mean, if they just take care of business, it'll be totally fine for them. But going on the road for that long can can be grueling. It, well, it can be a very interesting situation. Hey, as long as they don't let that Rockets game get into a clutch situation where the Rockets have the fourth <laughs> best clutch defense and, and the Kings have the 26th clutch defense. They're giving their defense ratings 120 in clutch situations, but their offense ratings oh, 130. Is that good? Amazing. They're, they're, All right. I love it. That's it. That's it. We've even gone too far on the Kings minute. That's it. That's it for today's show. Thank you, Jay. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Dave. Thank you all for listening. Go check out all the writings on theathletic.com, even the stuff Jay writes. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the Inside Pass with Sham Sharania, presented by American Express. Shams, let's start in San Antonio, where center Jakob Pertl has gained significant interest across the league. Which teams are interested, and what would the cost be for Pertl? Yeah, two of the main teams that have shown significant interest in Jakob Pertl are Toronto and Boston. Um, there's no doubt, especially after the DeJounte Murray trade, the Spurs would want multiple draft picks, possibly young players as well. Uh, this is the guy that turned on a four-year, $58 million contract extension before the season, during the season. And th- there's belief within rival executives that he's going to command uh, anywhere around $20 million per year. And the Spurs are going to have an excess of $50 million in castaways this summer. So it's going to be a, a balance of what's the, what's the cost proposition? How much do you value him at? Um, do you want to risk losing him for nothing? Um, and from what I'm told, other teams around the league believe that Pirtle wants to be in a more winning competitive environment so we'll see how how the next few weeks play out the charlotte hornets are also a potential seller at the deadline which players are catching the eye of opposing teams definitely terry rozier kelly Oubre, mason Plumley, jalen mcdaniels those are really the marquee guys when you think about either guys with value in terry rozier who does have three years left on his 97 million dollar contract kelly Oubre is an expiring mason Plumley's is an expiring mcdaniels is an expiring so those expiring guys definitely have a little bit more value and urgency in terms of whether Charlotte wants to do a deal. And I think, you know, they're, they're going to have to be open-minded because when you think about them, the Spurs, the Pistons, the Rockets, those are really the sellers right now for sure. And, and Charlotte with the second worst record in the league, the worst record in the Eastern Conference, um, they're going to be open-minded when it comes to those players. John Collins has been in trade rumors for a while now. Uh, the team that keeps showing up with interest is the Utah Jazz. Uh, what are the Jazz looking to do with regards to trades in the next month? 
I think you're going to look at them trying to see if they can be opportunistic, whether it's moving a guy like uh, uh, Mike Conley, um, uh, you know, some, someone of that ilk for, for pieces. Uh, but they, they've got Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, who are rotation players have value around the league. And I think those two guys would appeal to Atlanta in, in a potential deal. And John Collins is known as a, as a good talent, a guy that I think Utah does value. Um, but do you, do, you know, if you're Utah, do you want to get a pick back for taking on John Collins' contract? He's got three years after this season on his five-year, $125 million deal. Uh, I reported weeks ago that the Jazz had, had, had wanted a first-round pick in a John Collins deal in return for taking John Collins. So we'll see if that stance has changed. But they've been the most aggressive, the most active in the last few weeks on John Collins. I would keep an eye on them the Wizards as potential teams for John Collins as we get closer to the deadline. Many teams, including the Lakers, Pelicans, Bucks, Cavs, and Mavs, have all shown interest in the Pistons' boy and Bogdanovich. What is it going to take to pry him away from Detroit? This is something that me, uh, you know, I've reported on James Edwards uh, with us at The Athletic in, in Detroit. He's reported on it, but I think the sense around the league is that Boyan Bogdanovich is gettable, but for the right price. And that right price right now that Detroit is telling teams is an unprotected first-round pick, especially even a young player as well. But I think the the the, the basis of a deal would have to include a, an unprotected or just a very good first-round pick. And I think you're going to see them really try to – if they're going to get a deal done, it's going to be for a really, really good uh, first-round pick. Always go read Sham Sharania and his Inside Pass at theathletic.com. And thank you so much for listening to the Inside Pass with Sham Sharania, presented by American Express. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.